season five, episode 20. Uh, this, this may be the shortest episode we ever do. Mm-hmm. Or have it could done. be. It could be. Worth it. Worth it. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. Totally so am I. It. I mean, it would be great. It would be great. Well, if we had a Patreon, we could do all the mm. off-ramp stuff. Yep. Uh, or sorry, off-ramp. On-ramp stuff on Patreon. People can see what we're talking about. But yep. we're not there. We're not there. We ain't. We ain't. We ain't never going to be, which is okay. Um, Lots of talk today about alternative education and politics yeah. in education. Absolutely. Yeah, big Absolutely. time. It's a space that you're kind of in, right? Like you're in that space right now. I have some experience in that in the past. Um, I love hearing. I love hearing about the work as you flow through it, because uh, well, one, I have access to you, which is awesome. Like, like I don't have a lot of access to individuals right now that I feel um, are kind of in the thick of it in a way like I was in the thick of it. Uh, a few years ago, so I enjoy I enjoy hearing that, uh, and I like I like hearing about some of the new challenges too because some of them are very similar, and some of the stages that your your board is moving through are they remind me of uh, my board, but then there's new elements too, like there's new little bits that uh, were not a part of my experience, you know, like I didn't come into it, I didn't come into it with the same doorway as you did as reengagement. Um, I came into it from having, you know, our alternative program was inside of a school. So the students that were in need of some personalized alternative programming, they didn't have to go to an alternative site. They just came down to our classroom, which was located at the back of the school. So, dude, that's awesome. One of the schools, one of the schools that I service, mm-hmm. the principal has done an amazing job of setting up that model there's um the student success room which normally or in the old days would be called the spec ed room has shifted in the way that it's it's used so students in the building who are um who are recognized as um benefiting from this space will literally grab their work and come into that space so it's a constant it's a hub of people coming in and out to work with uh the staff that's in there so it's very much like high school this is what i'm seeing in the high schools there's a student success room and students come and go right so a student will start english class they'll say to their english teacher i'm going to go to sst and teacher's like awesome and then they show up and they work with the staff member who's in there um and then they go back to class before it ends or they you know the SS, the student success teacher calls the room and says, Jimmy's here. He's going to stay for the whole period. We're going to work on whatever English task is happening that day for that kid. And there's a principal that's now maybe there's other principals in my system that have built that into their schools, but I haven't seen it. So this one school, it's built in that way. So students can come and go, which is awesome because it, there's so many layers from my experience in education of saying to a kid negotiating with the kid like hey maybe you need to go to spec ed and it's quieter yada 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 and the whole um the optics of that and even the language used makes it seem lesser than in some way sometimes yep. so it's so good that you build um 
the culture of the school where the teachers know that the spec ed teacher, student success teacher will be in this room most of the day, maybe call down first, make sure that there's staff in there before you say to Jimmy, go for it. You grab your math, you can go down there and, uh, you know, get them to call me if they need to tell me something or ask me something. And when that's built into the culture of the school, it's amazing, right? Because it's it normalizes the experience and it's seen as a positive, not a negative. Again, asset, it's an asset, not a deficiency. So I'm loving that. And that's great. Like if I were to become a principal, this is this is a flow that I would love in my school. I would love to have it so that it's like an open door thing where the students that the students that you can already see the writing on the wall that they require something very different than the traditional model can have a can have that um because dude now that i do this job i look at this job and i reflect on my career so far and i can well not only do i reflect some of the students i taught have actually been referred to the re-engagement team mm -hmm. so kids that I, I worked with and said this doesn't work for this kid and then i try to do what i can in my little space to make things work for the kid that's just a band-aid solution it's just a band-aid on a weep on a wound that is just like whoosh, spitting out blood everywhere I put the Band-Aid on, it worked, and then the Band-Aid gets ripped off at the end of the year and the kid comes back the next year and on and on we go. And then I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at the referrals and I'm like, I taught this kid. I taught these kids. And my my partners in crime are like, you did? Tell us about them, right? Because usually I've not taken them all on. Some of them fall under the other re-engagement teacher. So I give her and the social worker heads up on what I saw in grade two or three. And it was bad then. So it's gotta be 10 times worse now. Um, gotta say, I love that Jimmy's doing well and getting what he needs. Jimmy hasn't been on our podcast for a while. Uh, it's good to hear Jimmy's getting what he needs. Jimmy's getting what he's, what he needs. There's a funny, um, there's a funny loop that happens in, um, elementary and secondary where I think elementary teachers may say, well, when you get to that next stage, um, it's like claiming knowledge of what that experience is going to be like at secondary. And then secondary teachers will say, when you get to that next stage, which maybe, you know, whatever pathway it might be workplace, post-secondary education, then secondary teachers will say, here's what you should expect. And often those prognostications are way off base. Like elementary doesn't really know what high school, ha what happens at high school. High school doesn't really know exactly what happens post-secondary. It's sometimes um, a lot of catastrophizing and often not done in the way that we're actually supporting the kids. It's usually said as a response to a behavior or a moment where we're kind of thinking, this kid needs a wake up call. <clears throat> They're doing a thing that just won't be great whenever they make it to the next level. I'm uh, I'm I'm fascinated by your experiences where you actually are kind of time traveling back and forth along that um, that timeline because you are meeting 
some of the students that you worked with in the past and some of the things, the experiences where maybe you were talking with the parents, talking with the families and saying, look, here's some of the supports that would be really great to help Jimmy Jr. out, different student than Jimmy, but Jimmy Jr. out. Um, and, you know, maybe those resources never landed in the kid's lap or the family's lap or the school's lap. And now you get to meet, you know, Jimmy Jr., who's who's in need of some alternative alternative and uh, personalized programming. So that's um. There's a bit of a gift there, but I wonder about some of the feels you have about that. Like when you do, like happy to happy that uh, Jimmy's getting the programming Jimmy needs. Um, do you have any moment of holding yourself accountable? Just in a in a in a general sense, like. I remember when I was kind of working through some of these things with Jimmy back in the day and it, it didn't stick or it wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right place. Often in students, last thing I'll say, in these kind of student success fields and re-engagement fields or even alternative programming fields, or even if you're in expulsion programs, all the best laid plans, you might still be a signpost. You're not actually an instruction guide. You're just a really clear signpost to kind of help the kid bend it and sort of get to a place in education that they want to be. They may not even take your lead, but they're just, their vector is just a little bit closer to whoever they meet next. And they'll meet somebody down the road that can help them kind of figure it out. Right. Trying to get their vector just back. Not even, I don't want to say on track, but back on their track, like what's comfortable for them. Um, because you know, the vector that they're on is going to could potentially take them completely away from uh, being a student. So yeah, what are what are some of those feels? Do, if 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 you if you got the time, any of the feels around when you're meeting, you're meeting, you know, Jimmy and some of Jimmy's buddies later on in life. I have to say, from my perspective, I don't know from theirs. From my perspective, because yep. I don't know, I haven't really asked the question. From my perspective, the students that are popping up in my space now in re-engagement that I taught, I had good relationships with them when I taught them. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it was, uh, it, my, my room and I were positive places for them. They were accommodated. There was differentiation for them. And you know what? I say that it sounds kind of cocky, but I have to tell you on the flip side, there are students that I didn't, I was not successful with. Mm -hmm. But they're not like they haven't appeared on the re-engagement referral right now. So I don't know if they're still in school. I don't know if they're out. Of, I don't know what's happening. But what I'm telling you is the kids that are popping up in my space that I taught. I don't look at. I don't look at the name and be like, oh no, you know. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, I I remember my relationship with this kid and their parents, and it was positive, and you know, we worked hard, and school was a good place for them. Um, I haven't run into the, oh, no, I did not do a good job with this student when I taught them back in the day, mm -hmm. which there are a number of students in that situation in my mind, but I've not, they've not shown up on the, the re-engagement list. Gotcha. Um, I wanted to say something else about that. Now it's gone. Oh, oh well. Um, oh, oh, I remembered. The other cool thing that's happening to me is um, when I'm in the high schools and I see kids that I taught before who were difficult. And when I say that, I mean like it was such a, 
the it, the relationship was so like layered and difficult that maybe I didn't I didn't feel good about my interactions with them. Mm-hmm. They're popping up in the hallway saying, "Mr. C, how's it going? I remember your class. It was a lot of fun." Like I'm getting positive feedback. Again, there was one actually. Let me tell you a story that's not so positive. I won't tell you what high school I was at, but I was at a high school and I was in the SST room. I guess this is the story I'm going to have to shut down on because I'm going to have to go. But um, I'm in the SST room and I'm talking to the teacher and in walks this kid that I taught. And when I taught this kid, it was a gong show. Um, The student just, there were lots of needs and um, I was doing my best to support the student, but I was falling short in some spaces and areas and the relationship wasn't, it wasn't awesome, but it didn't suck. It was just rocky. It was day to day. And um, kid comes in, he's like, Mr. C. And I'm like, hey, dude, how's it going? He's like, good, good. And uh, he said something. He said something. And then I said, oh, well, was it, was it the experience in my class good or bad for you? And then it was silence. And right away, that it was bad. So I said mm-hmm. to him, I said, oh, you know, I might be old and bald, but your silence speaks volumes. And uh, I said something like, oh, I'm sorry that I'm sorry that it didn't work out for you. My intention was never for, uh, you know, that classroom or that our relationship to be poor, but it sure looks like it wasn't good for you. So I'm sorry about that. But I, I see here you're an SST. You're working with Mr. So-and-so. These are all good things. Mm-hmm. I hope that uh, you're on the right path. And he says, I am. This is a great place. I come here. I do my work. People help me. I'm like, perfect. And then it, I left. And then some of the students that some of the students that were kind of kicking around were like, hey, we're sorry that that just happened. I'm like, it's all good. Like, I've been teaching for 21 years. Not every single relationship I've had has been positive. There have been students where we just, no matter what I tried or what they tried, there was just never a connection, a good connection. And that's one of them. I'm just happy that the kid's in school doing what he can do now. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was funny because the kids were like, "That's we can't believe he said that. I'm like, it's all good. Like, he can say that. He can. He's not. And should. And should. you know, I said to them, just like you're speaking your minds, he's free to speak his mind. This is the way it works. Just like I spoke my mind back in the day when I was your grade two, three, four, five teacher. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. And uh, so now when I see the kid at the school, I'm like, hey, what's going on? He's like, not much. I'm like, things are good. He's like, yeah. I said, awesome. Keep trucking. And then just move on to the next kid. That's just the way it works. But I'm happy to say that the majority of the kids that interact with me, then there may be some that don't interact with me that did not have a good experience. That's fair too. But the ones that do come up and say hello have something positive to say. And some of those kids were a handful. Like the other day, I saw one kid. I'm like, hey, how are you? He's like, good, good. And I was talking to his religion teacher. And then he sheepishly walked away. And then he came back with an army of kids that I taught. Mm. Mr. C., so-and-so told us you were here. We wanted to come say hi. And I'm like, you were a handful. Like that one, I was like, you were a handful. And she was like, I'm sorry. I know I was, but I'm better now. 
And I'm just mm-hmm. laughing. Like, it's not about being better. It's just about no, no. You, 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 every day was a battle with you, but I'm happy that you're looking good and you're doing your school and you're making a connection here. That's what school's for. So that's the signpost factor. That's the signpost factor that you just, um, I've worked with people again in these re-engagement student success spaces that get really, really bothered when kids don't take our amazing advice. Kids don't use our amazing resources. Kids don't listen to us, right? We make it personal. And I've really had to, I've done, I've done some of the work to make sure that I create just a little bit of distance there because you still have to be, if you're not, if you're not a in a transactional relationship, as in you give a thing and you see a change, you give a thing and they, they you see a change, you still got to be a freaking good signpost. So that when you meet up with the kid five, six, seven years down the road, you can have a conversation like you just did, where there's actualization and realization happening on the kid's side. I get it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Still not sure if I like you. But I now re- I can now look at that experience, Mr. C, and realize, yeah, like, I wasn't helping. I, I wasn't helping. And maybe not helping you. They weren't helping themselves. Right. So I love that. It's a, it's a great, that's a great mantra. That's a great mantra. I think for just individuals that do student success work that maybe and it's partially saviorism. It is partially saviorism, but also just if you feel deeply for the kids that can happen too, right? Like you just want something better for the kids. Um, I think that's good as long as it remains kind of positive to neutral and that you could still be a good signpost because you might just be setting them up to meet a person a year from now that they actually will connect with. Again, just moving the vector a little bit. Um, last thing I'll just say is that I did have, I had quite a few conversations when I was in the expulsion program, and this would be after a relationship had been built. And I, I asked the kid, the, the gist of the conversation is, at one point, at what point do you think it was inevitable that you and I were going to meet? And the kid kind of pauses for a minute and they kind of say at first, you mean like get expelled? I'm like, if that's what you're hearing, but that we don't meet unless a thing has happened. You wouldn't even know. I wouldn't know you. You wouldn't know me. And sometimes that was like, that was like ongoing dialogue between me and the kid. Like, okay, I think I remember like back in grade four, like this thing kind of happened in the class and I started doing this thing and their vector changed. They just got a little bit off track and the person that they ended up meeting was me instead of their grade nine teacher, right? It sort of just changes it enough, right? And those are some really fascinating questions because then you can start to say, okay, well, how do we get you to, how do we get you more more in a space that you want to go? How can we change your direction? How can you change your direction? What do you need? So, dude, I love the work that you're doing. Thanks. I like the work I'm doing too. <laughs> um, Ramona. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I heart EDU. <laughs> right in time for uh, Valentine's Day. Happy snappy. Uh, Ramona, who's not doing anything with turkeys or cookies today, is just dropping in to avoid IEP writing. Yes, mm-hmm. in short, we will be on for another minute, and then we are out of here. Ramona, we wish you a good week as well. Yeah. Ramona, Ramona's got one more thing to say. She thinks your point, Chris, is excellent. Yep. So much so, is out of control in spec at SST. They are not always yeah. ready or in a place where they can accept help, and it has nothing to do with us. Dude, from one, uh, this to Ramona, one uh, one search to another, get those program pages done. They ain't going to do themselves. 
She hearts decoded. <laughs> yeah, heart decoded. Shameless. Get on those program pages, dude. Update, <laughs> update the IP logs. You know, get those transition pages done. Get them done. They don't get them done themselves. So Ramona will get them done. And if she'll she's, get them done. This is, but I have to say, if she's starting the uh, avoidance with decoded. It's just gonna, it's gonna lead to that's bad life choices. Turkeys, yeah, bad yeah, life that's choices. Bad life, life choices. The next post will be a, a something a DM on Twitter saying I decided to make cookies or something. Oh, <laughs> there we go. I think she's responding to your talk. I, probably, probably. Pages, I'm being yeah. I'm being provocative. Okay, well, Clough, have a great weekend. Happy Super Bowl weekend, Clough. Yeah, I'm gonna have a, some super nachos and some super wings and not watch football. So. Whatever works for you, man. I hope so. I hope so. Ciao, man. See ya.